The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding about a hundred liters. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine, after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they remained there a few days. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I think all of us enjoy great stories, whether they are in the movies or novels that we read or things on television. Sometimes they will inspire us, sometimes, uh, you know, teach us something uh, and always entertain and try to engage us. And uh, I'm going to just share with you uh, a few stories of movies and shows that I have enjoyed and have kept my interest, you know, with all the various characters and storylines. One of them being the movie Hoosiers. Does anyone remember that basketball movie starring Gene Hackman? Came out in the early or late 1980s. That was some time ago. It's a great movie. I end up, end up watching it maybe uh, once a year. And even if I know what's going to happen, I do enjoy that movie. Another one, Les Miserables, everybody knows that beautiful story. Uh, I was able to see it in a performance in Toronto uh, with Colm Wilkinson uh, and many years ago. That would have been in the late 1990s, but this, of course, they put into a movie form with Hugh Jackman a few years ago beautiful story of redemption and reconciliation all the singing very captivating story 
Another movie I would, if I'm, you know, scrolling through the channels and see it, would definitely watch it. Come From Away as a, a play, a musical, also about 9-11 and uh, Gander, Newfoundland. When the planes had nowhere to land, they landed in Newfoundland. And uh, it's a beautiful story, true story, of people caring and supporting one another and beautiful East Coast hospitality. If you haven't experienced it, please do. It is amazing. Uh, beautiful story. One of the more recent ones, and I'm advertising, uh, Star Trek Picard. I don't know if uh, some of you are Star Trek or Star Wars fans, but of course, uh, Patrick Stewart, who played Captain Picard. This is, the second season is coming out in February. And this is kind of a spin-off of the Next Generation series after Captain Picard has retired and kind of the adventures of that. The first season was awesome. And we're captivated by the characters, the story. And for us, when we watch or we read our, a novel, we will kind of, if we know the bigger picture of the story, when a character is making a decision, we might say, don't do that because I know what's going on. And we're rooting for our, uh, the characters and different things kind of as we go through the story. Stories can change our lives. And so we're, this weekend I'm beginning a new homily series, a message series, and it's three homilies, and it's entitled, The Story of Your Life. Our story brings light to the story of God's love. So this is homily one, homily two will be next weekend at Blessed Sacrament in St. Agnes. We will post the homily online for those who missed that. Then we'll take a break from the series as I'm at Our Lady of Victory the following weekend. And then the third and final homily of the series will be back here at St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's. As we look at our story, the story of our lives and how that story connects with God's story. So we all know that and, and, and recognize that the story of our lives is important and meaningful. Our own experiences, each of us, all the choices that we make, the joys and sorrows that we go through are important, are significant for us, but not in the way we necessarily think. We are not the central figures of our story. We often try to do that that we are the central figures and that sometimes the reality of our faith, God's story needs to work with ours. But as we are not the central characters of our story, who is? We can only understand our lives fully in light of God's bigger story. So in our journey, the decisions, the joys, the sorrows, the challenges that we endure are important are meaningful and significant for us, but to fully appreciate our story, we have to recognize that God 
is the central figure of the story. And our stories are part of the bigger story of God's love, God's salvation, God's grace. Because sometimes we, in our story, think God is there to help our story come true. So for me, I'm saying, God, where is my $10 million lottery win? That's part of my story. God says, first, you have to buy a lottery ticket. We kind of expect God to help us in our story, but it's really the other way around. Our story, our experience, our lives are important and unique, but they're connected to God's story of love, of light, of mercy, and hope in this world. And that's what we're going to look at in this series. So what do the readings help us understand better uh, this story of God's love? In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, we heard this. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your builder marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Our story and God's story are not separate. God is not distant from us. In fact, Isaiah, who's speaking to the people of Israel, saying God is going to walk with us. So closely, he compares it to a marriage where a man and a woman, a bride and a groom, the two become one. So God infuses himself and brings his story of salvation into our lives and our story. And that's most powerfully done in the incarnation. God becoming one of us. So we don't walk alone in our story of life. He accompanies us. He is always with us. And that's important for us to remember if really our stories and our lives are part of the bigger story of God's love in this world. As he walks along with us, we heard in the second reading from Paul's letter, this beautiful reading describing the various gifts all of us have. We hear, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Each of us have a unique story connected with the bigger story of God's love. Each of us have been given unique gifts, talents, abilities, and opportunities to share who we are and what we have for the common good, which means for others. Our lives are not about ourselves. Our lives are about God's love in this world and how we share our lives with each other to make one another's lives better. 
And again, our story is most fully complete and makes most sense when we live our lives as part of God's story of love, of peace and healing in this world. So God walks with us, journeys with us, and through the gift of our baptism and strengthened in confirmation, have the power of the Holy Spirit to influence each other's lives. And now we come to the scene of the gospel, the wedding feast of Cana. This stained glass window is the one just up over here here at St. Joe's. This is a beautiful story. And if we kind of look at it at the surface, it's a story of a, a wedding a couple in trouble because they run out of wine. Imagine you hosting a big event, running out of food. It's an embarrassment, especially in the time of Jesus because wedding receptions or parties for us are usually one evening. In the time of Jesus, this celebration went all week. You know, Cana is not far from Nazareth. The entire neighborhood, the entire community gathered together to celebrate this beautiful uh, event. And Jesus kind of saves the day, and we can kind of keep it in that. That's a beautiful miracle. Uh, one small little thing in the events of the Gospels. And yet we even have to take this scripture story in light of the bigger story of salvation. We heard in the Gospel, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus is not dismissing Mary in this conversation. Now, she knows who Jesus is as the Son of God. She knows he can do something. But not only that, Mary influences Jesus saying, it's time. And what does that mean? When Jesus says in the gospel, the, my hour has not yet come, anytime that comes up in the gospel of John in particular, it brings us to his passion. It brings us to the cross in Jerusalem. And Jesus is saying to Mary, my hour is not here yet. You're asking me to do this. This changes everything for me. And what's the change for Jesus? The change is everyone will now know who he is. And he knows that by this miracle, the first one in the Gospel of John, that this be begins the steps to his death on the cross. What can we learn from this encounter and this story of the wedding feast of Cana? First, Mary knew the bigger story and the bigger picture of where Jesus needed to go. And she shared and said, Jesus, we need to help this family who's run out of wine. But it's time. It's time for you to begin this journey. And she, as his mother, knowing who he is, says, I know this is going to change everything. It is time for you to journey in the bigger picture of the Father's love. 
and he knows us. We hear at the end of the gospel, Jesus revealed his glory and everyone, his disciples and others, believed in him. So how we share, how we encourage, how we support one another helps us in living our lives in the bigger picture. And what's the second thing we learn from this gospel? The chief steward says, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. When we live God's story in our lives by making the choices not to live for ourselves, but to help others, it is always good. It is always the best. We are not the central figures of our own story, but we live our lives and live our story and make our choices and make our decisions best when we live the bigger story of God's love in our lives. One of the practical ways we're going to do that in an important way for us to share our story and our journey with one another is uh, a new online retreat that we're going to be hosting, uh, a TED retreat called Searching for God. And I'm going to be hosting that retreat online, uh, taking a look at how we can find God in our daily lives and in our world today so that we can embrace his story more and more. And guess what? The retreat is free. Totally free. Be five sessions based on five uh, video TED Talks, which we then will incorporate into faith. All the information is in the bulletin. So as we conclude this first homily of this series, what have we learned? Where, how do we move forward? Three things. God accompanies us in our story as part of the bigger story of salvation. We're not alone. God is with us. Secondly, God has given us unique gifts through the Spirit for others. Part of that is for us to try to figure out what those gifts are and how we can use them best to make everybody's life better, to make everybody's life closer to the love of God. And finally, we assist, support, and encourage one another in God's story of love. One of the ways we do that is, of course, after Mass or before Mass or in the different opportunities that we talk to one another, that we share our experiences, that we encourage one another, like Mary encouraged Jesus to say, it's time. You need to begin. Just like people whom you ask for help with or guidance or wisdom when you have to make a decision. Sharing our stories, sharing our lives in the bigger picture of God's beautiful story of love helps us make this world a better place and helps bring fullness in our lives. So as we enter into this message series, as we continue in our mass, we gather together to remember that we are part of this beautiful story of mercy, of love, and of eternal life. 
May we share our lives with God and with one another.